Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Metadata. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 304 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we had our friend Debbie Foster join us for a look back at legal technology in 2021. It was a great show, highly recommended. Now we look to 2022. We aren't believers in predictions on this show, uh, especially me, and especially after all the unpredictability of, well, the last two years. But we do have instead an annual tradition of sharing our own technology New Year's resolutions every year. And it's that time of year again. Tom? What's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be sharing our 2022 technology resolutions. In our second segment, we will, again, as is our habit, talk about our 2022 resolutions for this podcast. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip website or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, New Year's technology resolutions, a longtime tradition on the show. This time of year, we see a lot of prediction shows. We are not going to do that here, at least partly because, as I have mentioned in previous episodes, I'm lousy at predicting anything. Instead, we prefer to offer our technology resolutions for the coming year, in part to give a peek into how we think about our own technology use, uh, and part also to help maybe give you some inspiration, get you started on your own technology goals and objective, because really, that's what this podcast has been about for all of these 304 episodes. It's hopefully showing you that if tool guys like us can figure out how this stuff works and why it's important to us as lawyers that we understand it, that you'll see that it's really not all that hard. As usual, I think, I suspect, Dennis is going to gloat about how well he did on his resolutions this past year and being semi-retired should surprise no one. I, on the other hand, will once again lament my poor resolution performance. Dennis, want to get this party started? How did you do on your resolutions the past year? Well, first of all, there was a pandemic, Tom. So it's we're in this wacky world. And, and if I can complain about the whole prediction things, like here at the end of the year, I've seen people with all these predictions. And basically, uh, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a prediction. They don't have accountability to what they did in the past. They don't uh, track each year what they've done. Um, and, and basically, predictions have become really predictable. Like, uh, isn't this year going to be the death of the billable hour uh, once again? Uh, and that's why I like the resolutions approach, because we do go back and we take a look and uh, we try to you know base things on evidence and, and not just pull things out of the the air. So my last year's uh, three resolutions were uh, to make major, major progress on my second brain project, uh, to level up my video and online uh, teaching skills, and uh, to take a, a, a look at virtual reality. And Tom, I think you're right. Oh my God, I rocked my resolutions. Uh, how about you? 
Um, well, here's the part where I lament. Um, I, I mean, I didn't. I, I did maybe one out of three. Uh, I also had a second brain project. That's what we've been talking about uh, on the podcast various times this year. Uh, those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to it, we had several episodes. Go and look at the archives on the different phases of putting together our second brain. I had. I think I did a pretty good job on getting that foundation together. More on that later. Um, I wanted to increase my online presence and really I just took a break this year. I took a break from my online presence and uh, uh, yeah, that was not a, a, a good uh, outcome there of that resolution. And then finally, uh, what I wanted to learn more about was uh, to work better, do better on workplace workflows and or Excel expertise, or at least I'm choosing to consider that it was and or Excel expertise because I really didn't become much more of an expert on Excel. Um, I did, uh, as part of work with many clients, get better on workflow and and getting that better within the organization and in the clients that we deal with, um, and, and to a certain extent within our own consulting group, uh, but not to the extent that I was really would really call that that I rocked the resolution. So um, I had some. I, I, I I'm looking forward to recommitting to resolutions this year and hoping that I can get them done. You know, when I looked at last year's episode, I also noted I had a couple of small resolutions. Uh, one was learning enough about uh, Microsoft Teams and the whole Microsoft 365 to actually impress Tom. And then I wanted to develop a, a course, online courses on personal quarterly offsites and uh, uh, Allison Shields, Joe's, and I's uh, make, make LinkedIn work for you uh, book. Um, and uh, this, I won't ask Tom to judge on the first, the first one, I will only say that you can't win everything. Uh, but I did the courses um, and I'm excited about those. And uh, you really can't win everything on this stuff. And failure is important. Uh, for me, last year, again, demonstrated the importance of experimentation, adjustments, and pivots. So those are my typical learnings from the year. But Tom, what have you learned either this past year or over the years as we do these tech resolutions? So what I've learned and what I'm going to try to demonstrate from my resolutions this year that I need to think more about how to how to actually frame that because I can say something like improve my online presence. Um, I need to I, I need to start smaller. I need and and so if I were to do that this year, I would say I want to post to my blog once a month or something like that. I need to make it more of of bite sized steps than actually say I want to improve my presence because I could post once and say well that was improving my presence for the month. So I think that rather than have these big goals, I kind of want to want to. Uh, take it in terms of bite-sized achievable steps instead is really what I want to do. I looked back to what my small resolutions are, and I didn't do much better. I, I As we will see from my resolutions shortly, I didn't finally set up video. 2021 was kind of a waste on that. I did look at my tools and subscriptions. I, I, I took a look at what I was subscribing to. I made a lot of cancellations. I got rid of a lot of things that I'm not using that I was just subscribing to just because, but I still still think there's more I can do there. I still think there is more trimming that I can do to to get it down to a, a more manageable, reasonable tech stack. Um, but um, I, I really think that that the way that I'm going to approach it this year is more from the what small wins can I take that might lead to an overall big win, but uh, still something that's achievable. So I, I think, uh, Tom, that, that takes us to the 
to what we've talked about in the past, the SMART goals method, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, where you're really starting to put some precision to what it is you're going to do and making them measurable. So as you said, if, if you say, I want to improve, uh, improve my blog, you know, that one's hard one to kind of tackle on a regular basis. But if you say your goal is to, is to write or to post, uh, publish 52 blog posts in 52 weeks, then you have something that, you know, that might be too much, but it gives you something to shoot for. And that brings us, I think, to what I'm starting to shift to is the notion of OKR. So, uh, objectives and, and key results, uh, where where I would say something like, I'm going to uh, do 52 blog posts in 52 weeks, and then that would become one of my OKRs. And I would actually track to that and give myself a percentage of completion so I can see like what's red, yellow, green, and to see whether I'm on, on track or not. And so that, to me, has become an interesting approach. And, and Tom, that's something that we we discussed in a previous episode. I don't know whether you're, you know, you're looking at SMART goals, which you, you kind of touched on, or, or going the OKR uh, approach yourself. I'm not decided on OKRs or whatever I would call the metrics I'm going to use to decide kind of what I'm, how I am working on to my goals. I probably am. And we'll talk about that more when we get to our resolutions for this year. Um, But I feel like um, I'm going to make the, I'm going to take the smart goals approach and I'm going to make it, uh, you know, take it to the micro level and I'm going to look at it super small and say, things are awful busy. I'm doing things with day job. I want to focus on things that I can actually do and, and want to do and can do and, and you know, really, really lack onto that. I keep saying the word achievable, which is right smack dab in the middle of that word smart. <laughs> um, and that's really where I want to, to be is to make it that it's realistic and achievable. And that's where I'm going to stick with. Um, we'll talk a little bit about how, it, how I'm going to plan to track it when we get to resolutions. So I've been using a three-part approach on tech resolutions, and if you go back to to uh, older episodes uh, where we talked about tech res- resolutions, you'll hear that uh, there as well. So number one, is there a specific technology pain point that I'd like to alle- alleviate or remove? Two, is there a new technology, a new skill, or a more advanced use of a technology that I'd like to learn? And three, is there something I can do to advance my career, accomplish more with technologies, improve processes, or enhance client service? Um, and that's the three-part approach I always use. Tom, uh, do you use a theme or have I kind of nudged you over to my approach? Well, if anybody's listened to this podcast, the Resolution podcast, the past three or four years, you know that I basically just adopt your approach whole whole hog because I... I can't think of a better approach to use. So, yep, I'm in with the way that you're doing it, and my resolutions loosely follow that that thread. So let's go to my first resolution, which is uh, addressing a, a specific technology pain point uh, where I think I can either remove the pain point or greatly alleviate it. And that I'm going back to second brain, what I'm calling second brain next edition, and to really to become uh, – to really level up my expertise with with Notion, which I I think has uh, really felt like home for my second brain project. And I'm looking to add uh, 
both more things into the second brain as it already stands, um, do more with databases, use more of the features of Notion, and to, to really start to see how much I can uh, get into, into the second brain project, and then to, to look at things like automation and other things to, to make things actionable. Um, I actually think this is going to be, uh, you know, knock on wood here, but I think this is going to be a fairly straightforward resolution for me to get because um, it's something I'm looking forward to working on. I am, I, I hate to keep copying you, but I think that second brain building it out further is going to be mine. Um, I have taken a slightly different approach than you have, although I, well, I want to say different. It's that um, I have maybe taken a shortcut uh, to getting to a place. Um, I think we have mentioned before on this podcast, one of the kind of notion experts out there uh, is a guy named August Bradley. And um, he uh, offers a course that I purchased this year um, where he where he has a, a process that he calls pipelines, pillars, pillars, pipelines, and vaults, um, where you take a look at all the different areas of your life where you want to do certain things in, and it connects them all all together. And um, it really matches. I, I didn't think that it would. I didn't think it would match the way that I would want to, to organize my life and organize everything. But in looking at it, I realize it really does have a lot of great qualities. And probably to me, the best part of buying it is you get the template for free and the template is just brilliantly organized and connected. And once you built and, and so I'm going to basically be making that template my own over the course of the year and having everything connect together so that I have everything that surfaces at the right time. I'm in the process now of adding in all of the articles and books and things that I've been reading over the past couple of years and tagging them to the right knowledge vault and the right projects that I'm working on so that it all surfaces at the right time. I'm really excited to be working on it this year. And part of that, coming back to your OKR question, is, is that there are multiple ways to track progress that are built into the template that I'm going to be using. I need to figure out what makes the most sense for me because I'm tempted to use that, but I also need to get better at tracking myself in that way. So uh, that's kind of how I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be building it out too. I just don't really have the time to, to I, I didn't want to take the time to create it myself. So I'm cheating and using someone else's template, which has made me very happy. You know, a, I, I read a great book called uh, Designing Your New Work Life uh, by Bill uh, Burnett and Dave Evans, and it's the newest, brand new version uh, of of a book which they did called "Designing Your Life" and then "Designing Your Work Life." But one of the quotes there, I'm sort of taking as is is one of my pillars for 2022. Is they say good enough is good enough for now, and I, I think that your approach time just reminds me of that. Is like yeah, you can kind of really try to overthink this, and this is kind of a breakthrough moment for me with my second brain as well. Is like hey, look, I don't have to get this stuff perfect and have every feature. Let me let me find the the easy stuff that I can can work with and just kind of build on it. And then once I got the hang of it then a lot of things kind of fell together for me. 
So uh, resolution number two for me, is there a new technology uh, that I'd like to learn? And the answer, so there's, there's two of these here and they kind of go together. But the big one for me definitely on learning is, is Web3, uh, which is the whole, uh, it, it brings together blockchain, decentralization, uh, you know, all of uh, the uh, creator economy uh NFTs, all of the stuff together in one place. It's just something I need to know more about and learn more about and actually be teaching uh, some of it in, in my uh, my course at, at Michigan State. And then the second piece is I will be, because, I, because of my focus on uh, productization, um, this is almost like a back to the future uh, type of resolution, but I'm going to be uh, choosing one document automation tool. I think it's going to be brighter, uh, could be another one, but uh, but, or it could be two of them, but one will be brighter. And I want to go back to what I did in the past of like to do document automation and to figure out ways to turn that into products. So those, you know, Web3, very, very new. Just uh, I have good background for this, but I just want to go deep on that. And document automation is this, this kind of use of technology or technology skill set I'd like to develop. For the skill set for me, I am, for better or for worse, going to look, uh, explore more about this whole metaverse that we keep hearing about and see whether there's a there there. I mean, Microsoft has talked about a work environment where we all go to work as icons now, as avatars, and we're all sitting around a table as a, as a cartoon character, apparently. Um, and Facebook has a different idea for it. And every company has come out and say that we are in the metaverse, we are we will all be in the metaverse at some point in time. And I want to figure out what that means, uh, how lawyers can benefit from it, what they need to be aware of, um, whether there is a there there. I mean, I think that I will want to, Dennis, at some point during the coming year, have a podcast both on Web3 and on the metaverse to talk about what we've learned, where things are going, where things are headed, because I think that these are both things that lawyers, topics that lawyers both need to be interested in. Um, and, uh, And so, I'm going to be taking a close look at what the metaverse might mean and whether it's going to affect any of us sooner or later. And and we all may be learning about the metaverse even more quickly if as COVID sort of turns our real life into uh, into metaverse uh, kind of a metaverse form these days um, as we speak at the beginning of uh, 2022. So number my third uh, resolution is what might I do to to advance my career, accomplish more, and, and kind of enhance what I, what I'm doing and. Um, I, one of my focuses this year is, is creativity. So I, I want to kind of produce more time. And I have a book coming out. There's some other things that would be happening. Uh, people may, you know, if you listeners to the show know that I'm experimenting with TikTok and some other things. But I'm looking at uh, really experimenting with the short video format and maybe some some new creative outlets that I haven't tried before. But I, I, short video is really exciting to me. And by short, I mean, uh, you know, as as short as TikTok, but sort of in the uh, no more than sort of seven minute range. So it could be longer Instagram uh, uh, or what they would call short YouTube. But I really want to play in that space. Uh, And that's just a build from, you know, teaching online 
doing Zoom presentations, all those sorts of things, playing with TikTok. I just think that video is is where the audience that I'm I'm interested in is is at these days, and I I need to reach that. And as much as I love writing and podcasting and stuff, it just feels like I want to find a new creative outlet. And I think that the short video world is is where that's going to be. Well, I think that video, I agree with you that video is is really the place that lawyers should be going to more and more often these days. But I'm going to take a more granular approach at it. And I have decided that what I'm going to commit to first is to get really good at video. Um, I, I want to get a better camera. I want to get better lighting. I want to have better effects. I want like I want. I, I think I've got a good enough camera right now where I could record something and it would make a perfectly acceptable video for TikTok or Instagram or any of those things. But it but it doesn't match some of the things that I see out there from a lot of really good content creators. So I want to get good at that. I want to get good at the editing part of it. I've seen people who have been able to edit things that just look fantastic. I, there's a new tool that I will be likely mentioning as a parting shot or something here that allows you to basically upload your video and it will turn your, you can edit it by the text. It will turn all of your words into text and you can edit it by just editing the text and that edits the video for you. And I'm totally into that. I'm really intrigued by it. It will actually even learn your voice and it can, if you just type in some text, it will create it will create voiceovers of your voice. And I am so in for that. And that's part of what I'm going to, to, to pay attention to is I want to get really good at video by the end of the year from having the right equipment all the way to editing and producing a quality video. It almost sounds like we're going to be making deep fakes of ourselves so that we are kind of create these better versions of, of ourselves on on video. Kind of a kind of an interesting concept there. We usually also talk about some small things. So I I had two that I, I wanted to mention. So um, I've just noticed lately that there's like uh, just these really small uh, technology annoyances that I have. You know, and they're just just small ones. And, and so one of the things I'm going to do in the second brain is as I uh, have this thing, uh, I'm going to have this database that I just call smalls. And I'm just going to keep track of these things and say, hey, I got 15 minutes here. Let me figure out how to do this or to change this setting or, uh, you know, to to reset where the default folder is on something and just kind of take care of these small things to just kind of knock them out. And, and I think that will improve my experience. And then the other thing I want to do is to try to improve my day-to-day focus because Tom likes to talk about be, being semi-retired and my friends all, all tell me that my retirement sounds like three full-time jobs for other people. But part of the thing is that as I try to work on things, I really need, need to figure out ways to get focus and routines. And I'm looking at uh, the reminders and, and alerts. So like Amazon Echo would be one thing. Uh, Apple reminders or uh, iPhone reminders are another to say, can I, can I use those things maybe to help reinforce routines or to give me time uh, of specific focus? Could be Pomodoro, could be Soundscapes, could be a number of things. But uh, try to, to use technology to, to deal with what for me seems to be like a, a focus issue. 
All right. So for my little small resolutions, I'm going to come back to the online presence piece uh, to a certain extent, and I'm going to take small steps towards getting my online presence back. The first is I'm going to restart the newsletter. What's very interesting to me um, is that during the last year or so when I since I started my what I call the extra mile newsletter. I've had maybe <laughs> 10 or 15 new subscribers, despite the fact that I haven't published in over a year. So it's proof to me that people will subscribe to anything. And so I need to take advantage of that. I need to restart the newsletter. Um, I'm going to start committing back to blog post. I really want to, now that we're finishing up our, our latest version of the Collaboration Tools book, I really want to write some more. And I, I need to... I need to express myself and doing it in a blog post, I think, is a good way to do it. Um, the other thing that I've been doing is um, as we've been writing the collaboration tools book, as I've been learning about new tools, I've kept a list of, of a, I, I've kept a folder in my raindrop.io bookmark uh, tool that's called software to test. Um, and right now, I'm ashamed to say it has like 80 different tools in it that I'm interested in testing. And so I'm going to commit to doing little trial subscriptions of lots of different tools so that I can then start to bring them maybe more to this podcast, maybe more to the blog. Um, but learning about the different tools that are out there to see what's valuable, what's not valuable, what's fully baked, what still has a ways to go. Um, but I really want to learn about new tools. And there are so many out there that offer some interesting features that lawyers could take advantage of. Um, that's, that's where I want to focus some of my time in the coming year. So let's talk a little bit about our, you know, briefly about our chances. I, I mean, I sort of think, Tom, that, uh, you know, we were talking uh, before the podcast that we've gotten peer review comments back uh, on on the the manuscript for our book. And, and the reception was was fabulous in a word. And um, I think it's great work. And but I'm really looking forward to getting it done, Tom. I mean, like a book is like writing a book is one of the biggest blockers that you have because you feel that it's, it's hard to write articles and other things because you're just thinking about the book and the book is always hanging over you. So I think that uh, the fact that this book is going to be uh, off our shoulders is really going to help us in in meeting the, the the resolutions. And I also think, Tom, that for you, I I want to recommend that when you talk about the the blog post a month, I I think if you kind of reframe that as twelve, you know, twelve posts in twelve months, that might make that a lot more achievable for you. So that's. Just my suggestion and, and something that our listeners might think of when you look at something, like that, is there a way you can reframe it so it sort of seems a lot easier and maybe just have like a little more positive, uh, just a slightly more positive spin. It just feels a little bit more attainable. Well, I, the reason why I'm not that worried about one post a month is because what I've been posting about lately and what I'm interested in posting about is keeping lawyers up to date on what's going on in the world of technology. And if I, if I don't do it once a month, then stuff gets out of date and there might be stuff I want to talk about. So that's kind of what I'm using to keep me honest is seeing all this great content that's out there that I want to talk about. If I wait on it, then I've lost the opportunity. So, you know, framing it as 12 in a year um, might, might help me out some, but I'm hoping that uh, the press of uh, good news and new technology and interesting things to tell lawyers will also be a driver. To wrap up, I would say 
the challenges for our listeners. You've heard what we're going to do. So we invite you to go through the, in fact, we challenge you to go through the same exercise and see what you're willing to commit to do for yourself. I mean, it's impossible for anyone these days to keep up with all technologies. So you really have to have some focus and be willing to learn some things. And I think our framework and maybe our examples um, with luck will be an inspiration to you. So, um, that's your challenge uh, f- uh, after listening to this podcast is, you know, uh, you can do it on technology or you can take out a piece of paper, but come up with uh, with three technology resolutions of your own. Well, and, and the only thing I would add to that is that um, a lot of the resolutions we talk about are a little more personal to us. They're less, I mean, they're, they're, they're related to legal technology, but they're not totally in the realm of legal technology. If you are a lawyer in a firm um, and you feel like you're behind in what your firm is doing or what you're doing technology-wise, make that a goal. Look at your, look at, look at what you're doing and, and make an, a, a set a resolution for this year to say, I want to get better at, like Dennis said, document automation um, or, just, just Zoom, just or Zoom, Zoom you know. or task managers or password managers. Sorry, that's what I really meant to say. Please learn about password managers, but <laughs> anything that your firm can can get better at, focus on that, and uh, I think you'll be headed in the right direction. All right, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. Be the best resource you can for your Spanish-speaking clients with the Spanish Group's Legal Translation Service. Experienced translators ensure accurate translation of your documents with same-day delivery. Confidentiality is ensured, and the Spanish Group guarantees acceptance for certified translations. All that, and their rates are competitive. If you need other languages, the Spanish Group translates in over 140 languages. Mention Legal Talk 20 when you request your quote for 20% off your first translation. Visit thespanishgroup.org. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Ma Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. We also wanted to create some resolutions for the podcast, our show. Tom, we literally could repurpose our podcast goals from last year. Um, we didn't do so well on those. So let's start with a fresh slate. Uh, I've put together a few starter ideas to throw out. And Tom, you can react to those and maybe add to the list and, and then... Uh, 
I'll turn things over to you and let you choose the top three as our actual podcast resolutions and see if you're up to that challenge. So what I, what I have, um, actually, this one is sort of easy because the first one is that uh, I think one of our goals for the podcast is, is to get this Collaboration Tools book out and, uh, and to start talking about that topic and to kind of free us up to do things. So that would be one. Two is that to do even more guests. We've been we, we didn't we haven't really done that well on the the regular guest thing, but we've we've added a few guests, uh, friends of ours and and experts from time to time. So the even more guests resolution, which seems to be an annual one for us. Uh, I think the audience questions in the B segment is something we've always wanted to do, and we really encourage people to do that. You know, this comes from me, of course, Tom, but uh, talking to Legal Talk Network about getting some uh, Kennedy Mile Report swag that we can get out to our listeners would be totally cool. And then one that that you've mentioned in different ways, Tom, but I've been thinking about is, can we put together some kind of Kennedy Mile Report community? And, you know, would that be a Discord server? Would it be something, uh, some new approach? But can we have like an ongoing community where listeners are able to, you know, to to have interactions with us and others uh, about topics on the show and, and other things? And I guess... The more I talk about it, I sort of feel that should be one of our resolutions. But Tom, I wanted to have you react to those and then and, and maybe pick the top three for us. Okay, so I'm struggling with how getting our book published is a resolution for the podcast, but I'm all for getting the book published. So I'm happy to, to have that, although I'm not sure that should be a resolution for the show. I will come back again and again and again and again and say, my gosh, we need more guests for the show. We did such a great job, I think, at the beginning of last year, getting some guests on, getting some authors, some people who had done some really interesting things. We're talking about some really interesting topics. And then we just fell down on the job there. We just haven't. We just didn't have time. Other stuff got in the way. We had more uh, other things to talk about. I really want more guests. So to me, that should be resolution number one, and that should be resolution number one every year as far as I'm concerned. Audience questions in the B segment, of course we want them, but to me that seems more like an aspiration that we would like. We can't influence that uh, unless we want to go and make some fake messages on the uh, on the hotline and try to get people thinking that it's others. We can practice our our, our voice skills. We, we can uh. we can we can do some deep fakes of other people's voices <laughs> if we want to try that. But I I'm, I mean for those of you who are listening, we really want questions. We love to get your questions. It's it, it's a lot of fun for us. So um, please do that. Please help us make that dream come true. I will only agree to swag after a certain point. I don't think we're at the point where swag is important. So here's what I'd say is I'm all in on the TKMR community. I'm all in on doing something on Discord, some group where we can all get together and have conversations and talk about some of this stuff on a more regular basis. Uh, The podcast is very one way and we'd like to make it more of a a bi-directional type of thing. Um, But what I would say is that maybe the swag comes after the community is 
is make the community successful, and then that drives the desire for swag. So let's maybe hold up on that. The only thing I would add to the list, Dennis, is, and we've batted this idea around a couple of times, is whether or not we want to offer up either a book or some other resource on what we would call the best of our parting shots. And we've, we've been doing parting shots now for 304 episodes. Uh, we've got a lot of great tips in there. Some have held up to the test of time. Not all of them have. And maybe we want to make that resource available. So to me, that might be an interesting resolution to think about. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the only other thing I've, I've thought about, but it doesn't make sense to me because we record at such an uh, unusual time, is that I know some podcasts do this, you know, a live thing. And I was actually uh, part of a podcast recording that was done on Clubhouse. Um, so it was, it was done live, and I asked a question on, on the podcast. So I guess technically I'm on the recording of, of that podcast when it comes out. But... Um, that one, you know, to, to do the show in front of a live audience still feels a little bit weird to me. But, um, you know, I'd be curious if people were interested in that, I would do that. But then we'd have to reveal at what a bizarrely weird time we actually record the podcast. So maybe that's not a good thing. So now it's time for our parting shots at one tip, website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So I'm not sure if it's going to be part of any of the resolutions that I just mentioned, but I just purchased a stream deck um, that I want to use. And I am very intrigued about how this might be used for lawyers. And I think I want to talk about it more on an upcoming podcast. There are some resources that I can share with people. But basically, a stream deck um, is, it was originally designed, I think, for streamers. That's why it's called a stream deck. It was designed for people who are uh, live streaming on YouTube or on Twitch or on other services. And they needed a way to switch between camera and computer and microphone and do a lot of automation with just a little keyboard that you press a button and it would do a lot of actions. Um, it turns out the Stream Deck is much more versatile than that. So, you know, I could sit down here, for example, just before Dennis and I record, I can press a button and it would bring up um, our recording tool so I could record it. It would bring up Zoom and automatically connect me to the meeting and it would bring up the script that we use for this episode, all with the press of one button. So I'm going to be exploring the best ways to use Stream Deck for both me personally and maybe as how lawyers might use it, but it's going to be kind of an experimentation and automation because that's really what Stream Deck is about. It's how to automate uh, what you do on your computer, how to make things easier for you to do the things you want to do. I'm looking forward to it. There's a couple of different versions. There's one that only has six buttons on it that's about, uh, I don't know, $50, $95, probably somewhere in between $70 and $95. There's a 15-button version that's about $150, and then there is a 32-button version that is $250. So you've got, depending on how many uh, processes or things you want to set up, you've got a bunch of different options. Uh, if you go, we'll put the link in the show notes. It's Elgato Stream Deck. Yeah, and I, I was looking on Amazon, and uh, the 32 one, which seems like too much for me, frankly, is uh, currently $30 off. So uh, that's interesting. And, and Tom, I think this could be a B segment. I'm looking at this because uh, there's a lot going on, uh, and I'm going to be doing some online teaching at least in, in January this year. So I'm thinking about the Stream Deck also because when you teach on Zoom, there's a lot of things happening that you that if you don't, if you're doing it all yourself, it'd be nice to just be pushing buttons and having things happen rather than to try to mouse through Zoom while you're lecturing, while you're answering questions, looking at the chat, all 
those sorts of things. So I think the Elgato, we should maybe put on our list as a potential B segment uh, somewhere along the line, because I would like to talk about our experiences on that. So my parting shots, there's this temptation that I just want to plug, uh, you know, some of some of my projects. So the the online courses, the stuff I'm doing at the uh, the Kennedy I. Dia Propulsion Laboratory community on uh, Mighty Networks, uh, the upcoming book, um, you know, other other things like that, and you can find those all on 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 my website. So I, I guess my parting shot is to invite you to take a look at uh, some of the stuff I'm doing, social media, blog, elsewhere, because um, it's a good time to to do that because there, there there's going to be some new things coming. But the the new technology I got for Christmas uh, from my daughter, and maybe this is a comment on her parents getting a little older where uh, she got us air tags and I'm actually uh, so these are the Apple uh, little devices you attach to your key ring and you can put in your wallet and then if you can't find it uh, you can use your phone and it will beep at you and help you locate it uh, so this is not necessarily comment on edge because a lot of people like can't find their keys and, and other things but um, I'm really excited about uh, getting those and I think it was a uh, uh, one of these really interesting little technologies that you don't uh, you don't think you really need, but if somebody gives it to you as a gift or you get one, I think you see the benefit of it. Uh, so uh, air tags, right, about twenty nine dollars uh, each. I think you get four of them for ninety nine dollars, uh, but. You know, if you're if you still have uh, some some money that you got as a present that you like to spend, uh, not a bad way to to do it with the cool little technology that's useful. And if you're interested, there is an Android app that will allow you to see whether or not someone has placed an AirTag on your car or on your person without your permission and is tracking you. So just so you're aware, Apple AirTags are so useful, they can be used to track people. I'm being a little extremist there, but uh, there yeah, was a story it's, there it's about especially the Android since, app that helped Yeah, it's, that. somebody checked into those stories and found out that the AirTags, the people thought car thieves were put in their cars were actually uh, being put on the cars by the, the dealers of... Uh, you know, and who forgot to take them off. So it's like one of these, you know, horrifying criminal privacy violation stories that turns out to be something completely different than what people thought. It's still good that there is an Android app that will help you see where certain uh, AirTags are. So not a bad thing for uh, people who are security minded. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode on the Legal Talk Network's page for the show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous shows along with transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out to us on LinkedIn or Twitter. Or remember, we have a voicemail. Uh, that number is 720-441-6820. Please give us a call and leave a message. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network. <laughs>